Your business is on the runway, ready for takeoff, yet your team is not even making contact. You're exhausted, and the business needs to make more money to stay successful. What do you do next? Welcome to Ask the Coach with professional business coach Oliver Baisner. If you're ready to soar to new heights with your business and be the pilot of your own successful destiny, stay tuned. We're ready to roll. Now, here's your host, Oliver Baisner. Good morning, everyone. So excited to be uh, talking to you today. We're going to be talking about fear and how it holds us back in business. And uh, really delighted to have Catherine Plaza with me today. Catherine is um, one of uh, Sonic's coaches, facilitators. We've co-facilitated many workshops. And uh, in addition, we've partnered up to create a new program uh, called Sonic Boom. So for a group program for business owners and leaders. So excited to have you in the studio today. Thank you, Oliver. I'm absolutely delighted to be here. So uh, we're going to be talking a lot about fear, how it holds everybody back, what they can do to overcome some of those fear in business. And really, I mean, if we eliminate the fear, people will be able to accelerate the business success much quicker. Absolutely. Fear is such a limiting factor to people in business, people in their personal lives. Um, And it's kind of that thing that hangs out in the shadows that it's really important that we talk about this so that you can bring it into the light, deal with it, and move through it. But nobody's talking about it. That's the interesting thing in business. So we're going to be doing that today. So before we get rolling, though, I want to do a, a proper introduction for Catherine. So uh, just so you know who uh, who Catherine is and her background and why I'm so passionate to be working with her here at Sonic Coaching. So Catherine's one of those rare business owners. When you first meet her, you instantly know the word no is not part of her vocabulary. And believe me, I know that from a fact. Uh, her passion for everything she sets her mind to is immediately apparent because of her faith and belief in her pursuits, Catherine is seemingly fearless, which is <laughs> awesome. That's why you're here today. And uh, after spending a few minutes with her, she will show you that you can be fearless as well and achieve anything you, you really set your mind to. Uh, she's also a former chair with Tech Canada, which focuses on equipping entrepreneurs with the business acumen, competitive edge, and leadership abilities to grow exponentially with no ceiling. She's the youngest chair in the history of the organization and with a groundbreaking new focus on developing small business and emerging leaders. So we'll have to talk about that in a minute. Uh, she's volunteered with Big Brothers, Big Sisters here in Calgary, uh, Calgary Flood Relief, and she's currently the vice president of the Calgary Live-In Society. Uh, when Catherine isn't focused on business, she loves to spend time with her husband Channing, their son Elliot, and their two kittens, as well as traveling the country exploring new sites. So. As you can see, this lady has a full plate, so I'm grateful she's in the studio with us for the next hour. And so tell us a little bit about how did you convince them to uh, that you could be the youngest chair, and how much younger were you than the rest of the crowd at Tech Canada? <laughs> I was, um, it, it was a very interesting endeavor. I actually had started at Tech Canada, and for our American audience and some of the other audience around the world, um, tech is synonymous with Vistage, so they may be familiar with uh, that organization and so I started there on the marketing team and before I started with them I had this idea of the power of peer groups and how it would be so powerful to put a group of business leaders together that are um, non-competing that could co-support each other and share best practices and experience and really help people overcome some you know um, mistakes and different things that might happen in their future, especially fears. Fear is something that we dealt with a lot in these peer groups is identifying. I think you're actually afraid of something here and then trying to help people work through it. And so um, when I started with the organization, I didn't know much about it until um, 
I got in and I started developing some of the marketing material, I'm like, oh my goodness, this is exactly aligned with something that I was looking at starting myself. So I started to um, bug the ownership group a little bit and I said, you know, this there's something like this needs to exist for the startups, for the smaller organizations that are out there. And right now, everything that exists that's like this is for the larger, more established organizations. But it's really these entrepreneurs that don't know what that next step is or they they have their idea or they're really great at their craft but they're not so great at the business side of things and um so i was about 20 years younger than the youngest chair did you say 20 <laughs> 20 years yes <laughs> um and so uh, there was an expectation from a lot of people that i didn't fit in that um they weren't wasn't sure um what my motives were and if I was going to be tainting the brand potentially. And so the expectation from a lot of people was that I was going to fail. And so we're going to talk about that a little bit later of overcoming that fear of failure and what that looks like and how you you really can overcome it in yourself, especially when you have other people around you that are, are not necessarily rooting for you. And you obviously proved them all wrong. So congratulations <laughs> on that. So excellent. So let's talk about a little bit about fear. Why, why, would our listeners even care? Like, what's important about this topic? Well, the thing is, is, is fear can often be associated with weakness. And so you don't want to necessarily say, I'm afraid to do something, or um, it's identifying shortcomings in yourself, if you're really speaking it out loud. But the thing is, is everybody has fear. It doesn't make, you're not unique because you have some sort of hesitation about something. And so it's really important that we bring it out into the, to the light so that we can deal with it. Because fear has a lot of subconscious effects on the way you behave, on the way you uh, interact with other people that you're not even necessarily aware of. You know, it's, it limits um, your behaviors and what you can do. It's very ego-driven, right? Because you're protecting yourself um, it's going to prevent you from being able to honor others, receive instruction, be able to change and grow, uh, connecting with other pe people. It really shuts your ears when you're when you're in a position of fear. Um, it can create jealousy. It can create rebellion, envy, blame displacement, um, and poverty mindsets. You know, you talk about. Uh, abundance mentalities and there's enough to go around and if we all work together that we're, we're all going to be successful together well fear can come in there and really create a poverty mindset that you feel scared to share your success or scared to bring anybody else in or scared to um, share your resources or anything like that because you're you're afraid that if somebody else has it then you can't also Absolutely. I had a business owner a, a few years back that I was talking to and he was terrified to hire anybody, right? He says, I've created this system on how to business develop in my industry and it's unique and I've got this whole binder and it's all tabbed and I don't want to share this because I'm going to share this with somebody who's going to do sales for me and then they're going to leave and they're going to be my competitor. And I looked him in the eye and I said, do you really think, his name was Al, I said, Al, do you really think there's not enough business in the entire country for two of you? <laughs> right? And then he realized just how ridiculous that fear was, right? You know, I have an acronym for fear that I love and um, and it's, you know, the acronym for fear is false expectations appearing real. You know, so so we always, the fear always seems much bigger before we tackle it. And, and so there's all those false expectations, you know, that they seem very real to us in the moment right in front of our face. What do you think of that? Is that true? Absolutely. 
Absolutely. You know, what we the stories that we create in our heads of the potential possible worst case scenario outcome, because we always go there, right? right? It's never the potential best case or even um, somewhere in between the two. We always go to the worst possible case scenario. And then we develop a story around that, that we convince that ourselves that that's going to be the outcome. So that false expectations appearing real um, is a very accurate acronym to uh, what, what fear creates in you psycho psychologically. Yeah, it's funny because one of the work in, in the past, some of the work I've done is I've worked with uh, businesses and, and business owners to help them overcome that fear of the telephone, right? And to actually make that phone call. And, you know, and that was years ago when cold calling was a great strategy. I mean, it can still be a strategy today. I mean, I found better ways for people to, to business develop. But I can tell you, I was in, a, in an audience with a, with a group. And of course, they were terrified that they were going to have to pick up the phone and make a call, right? So right in front of the audience, I had a phone, right? I picked it up. That was old school before the cell phones, right? I picked up the phone. I phoned a business, right? I, I ended up having a great conversation with the owner at the other end. I mean, in the end, you know, it was really just for demonstration purposes. I didn't do any follow-up on it, but it was that simple, right? And so that fear, the expectation of how bad that's going to be is so much worse. I mean, I, I remember taking, telling them, you know, that phone weighs 50,000 pounds at that point, and, you know, and then you make the call, you hang up, right? And the next time you pick it up, it still weighs 50,000 pounds, but Absolutely. eventually it stops weighing that much. It's that little by little mentality. Absolutely. Um, you know, it's, you don't overcome fear by, by taking the most dangerous step and thinking it's going to be all gone and you're never going to have to deal with that again. It's really looking at what are the baby steps towards working towards that final goal of overcoming a fear and being persistent and consistent. And so you're actively working on something on a regular basis, not doing something once and then three months later looking at it again. Right. So when you look at fear, I mean, you know, you, you've done some amazing things. We'll talk, I know you, you worked on the cruise ships and we'll talk about that a little bit later and, you know, how you kind of managed to go through a whole bunch of obstacles to get there, which most people would have been shut down just from the fear of actually having to pursue that. Um, but when you look at fear, you know, do, do you find that it takes people and puts them into a, a dark place sometimes, like to a point where they don't even want to move forward? And, and, and do they even realize they're there? Right. Or have they made, you know, the comment I've seen in the past is, you know, I don't need to make a million dollars. I'm OK just making, you know, and, and especially in the healthcare industry where healthcare practitioners are so kind, caring. Right. And, and they really want to do well for their patients. And then so they've kind of said to themselves, you know what, I want to just I'm OK just making whatever that number is, forty thousand dollars. Right. But is it really the fear speaking, do you think? Or do, are they really okay making $40,000? Because I didn't believe well, them when they told me that. I, I think that sometimes it's about money, but I think that often it's a lot more about influence. It's about perception. Um, it's uh, often about the people that are around them. So if all of their friends and family are comfortable making $40,000, what does it mean if all of a sudden I'm making a million? Do I get to stay friends with these people? Do these people continue on into the next stage of my life. And I mean, these are am part I going to be judged? Am I going to be judged for, for, for making too much money? Am I going to be um, used? So are, my, are the new friends I make and some of my older friends, are they going to, is the relationship dynamic going to now change because I can always pay for lunch and I can always, you know, if I want to go on a triple and they can't afford it, well, I can always pick up the bill. And that's just part of the story that we tell ourselves. Um, and it's always easier to stay where you are. Stay in that comfort zone. So when you go, I'm comfortable, 
you know, really, I'm content. I don't really need much more than I have now. Um, and that's dangerous. That's scary. That's unknown. Um, I may be rejected by people I care about. Yes. Um, so, you know what? I'm just going to stay where I am. And that, that type of self-talk is exactly what we're talking about today is how do you overcome some of that self-talk because a lot of the scenarios I just described aren't the reality you know that they're they're false expectations appearing real yeah it, you know you, you reminded me of a, an exercise I did and this was when I was in my, my early 20s so it was years ago um, I was in a workshop and I remember the facilitator said I want you to write down what you think the income is of your closest five friends Oh, that's right? an interesting the people, exercise. The people you hang around with, right? And so I wrote down five friends, right? And uh, he had us write down the income. And he said, now I want you to total it up and divide it by the five, right? So figure out the average. And he said, with with in most cases, and in fact, I think it was in every case in the room when he asked the group, you are going to be right within what that income is. And I was within, I'm guessing about $1,000 at the time of what I was making. You know, so I, the average of my friends was within $1,000 of what I was earning. Yeah. So if you want to make more money, you have to hang around people who actually make more money, right? And, and so sometimes we have to leave our friends behind. And that's harsh, right? And that's where people don't necessarily want to take that leap. Yes. And it gets scary. It's terrifying. Right? And, that, and, that, and that leads us into fear of success. So let's talk about what are the four fears? Okay, what so are the big ones? The, the four big ones, I mean, there's many different fears out there. And there's some that stem from others. But some, the four primary fears that we say that really get impact business owners specifically right. um, would be fear of success, um, which we just talked about a little bit. Fear of failure, uh, which sounds almost uh, ironically the opposite of the fear of success. But aren't they really two sides of the same coin? And kind we'll talk of, about yes. that in a minute. Very much so. Yeah. Uh, the fear of rejection, and that has very many different layers. Uh, we talked about the fear of rejection even linked to fear of success. Uh, and right. then finally, the fear of the unknown. If you take that leap, if you take a step of faith, uh, you know, are you going to be caught on the other side? Or it's safer not to take a step because I don't know what that's going to lead me to, right? It's unknown to me. Yeah, so, so four great fears. So uh, I know we're going to be heading into a break, but those of you that are listening, um, we've got, uh, this is a call-in show. So if you've got a fear that you want to share with us, something that's held you back in the past and maybe how you overcame it, or if you have a question for Catherine or I, uh, give us a call. We're at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. And so right now, we're talking about fear, right? And Catherine just shared with us the fear of success, fear of failure, fear of rejection, fear of the unknown. I think that could be, that could spread into a whole bunch of fears when we get there. Absolutely. You know, we'll talk about that. So um, what's that fear that's holding you back? And, and let's talk, you know, we've still got a minute or so before we go to break. What about pain versus pleasure? Tell me, you know, how, how are we wired for, are, are we wired to avoid pain? <laughs> totally. So... Uh, we would all rather be in a state of, state of pleasure all the time, all of the time, um, than a state of pain. And uh, whether or not you realize it, when you are dealing with fear in your life, something that is holding you back, you do a very quick pain versus pleasure assessment. Is the pain going to outweigh the pleasure? And and if it does, then you don't move forward. 
And you might not use those words, but now that we're talking about it, it should become part of your vernacular that you start to ask yourself, okay, am I really analyzing the pain versus the pleasure? And have I decided that the pain's outweighs the pleasure, therefore I don't want to move forward. But the problem with that is that that assessment is almost 100% of the time a very short view, right? It's very um, uh, instantaneous gratification. It's not looking at the long term, right? right. So for example, um, doing a radio show like this with you, Oliver, this is the first time I've ever done anything like this. So it's outside of my scope of experience. However, um, so going into it, I kind of go, oh, this is, I'm a little nervous. I'm not sure I really want to do this. Pain versus pleasure quickly, an, an assessment, be like, ah, you know, I'm going to be nervous. We'll see how it goes. I'm not sure. And the pleasure could be like, you know, I could just not do this. Right. But if I go, well, what's the long-term benefit? There's so much more that could potentially come out of this. And the growth that I'm going to have because of this experience, now that I've done this once, I can do it again in those little by little steps. Um, will really help everybody overcome those little fears, right? That's right. The, and those stories that you're telling yourself. Well, and just before we go to break, that you reminded me of a story, and I want to share the story. It's you know, friend goes over to another friend's house, and you know, they're just going to catch up, so over a cup of coffee, and uh, you know, there's a dog in the corner. His friend's dog's in the corner. And he's kind of whimpering a little bit. And he says, "Is your dog okay?" And he says, "Yeah, yeah, dog's fine. Let's just catch up. Good to see you, right?" So they're chatting away, and the dog's getting a little louder. And, and, you know, a little bit noisier. And the friend says, you sure your dog's okay? Because, you know, he doesn't seem okay. No, no, he's fine. Don't worry about it. Let's continue to, you know, catch up. And how are you doing? And how's your family? And the dog's getting louder now. And and so the friend goes, there's something wrong with your dog. Like, go check on your dog. He says, no, the dog's fine. He's just sitting on a nail. So the friend says, well, how come he doesn't move? It doesn't hurt enough. You see, does the fear not hurt enough for you to move yet? Think about that while we go into break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. At Sonic Breakthrough Coaching, we work with business owners and leaders to get the results they need. You can focus on the horizon, break barriers, and navigate change. Stop flying around in circles and get ready to break through to new levels of success. Sonic Coaching has a proven track record of helping entrepreneurs and leaders improve financial performance and success. It's time to turn around negative performance and morale. Instead, let sales soar and take profit performance to new levels. Sonic Breakthrough Coaching can provide the right tools and systems to get you where you want to go. We function as the CEO and executive team's co-pilot. Visit soniccoaching.com. Rise to amazing heights with your team. Join successful business owners and leaders who have let Sonic Breakthrough Coaching pilot them to success. Visit soniccoaching.com today. Sonic Coaching, helping good businesses break through to great. We're on the web at soniccoaching.com. Propelling your business to new heights is easier than you think. Sonic Breakthrough Coaching can help provide the right tools you need to get there. 
Sonic Breakthrough Coaching works with business owners to improve both team and financial performance. And with a proven track record of successfully helping owners and leaders turn around negative performance and morale and soar sales and profit performance to new levels. The time is now. Sonic Breakthrough Coaching, helping good businesses break through to great. Visit soniccoaching.com. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You're tuned in to Ask the Coach with Oliver Baisner. To reach the show today, call us at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Now, back to Ask the Coach. Welcome back, everyone. Oliver Beza here. We're just talking about how fear holds us back in business. And I've, I get, I've got my guest today, Catherine Plaza. Catherine is with Sonic Coaching. Uh, we work together all the time. And um, we've talked a little bit about the four fears. So fear of success, fear of failure, fear of rejection, and fear of the unknown. And so those of you that are just joining us, if you've got a question for us around how fear is holding you back in business or how you maybe want us to help you overcome fear, or even just share a story where you overcame a fear, give us a call. We're at 1-866-472-5790. Now, Catherine, I have to ask you, the first one that you talked about was fear of success. Really? Everybody wants to be successful. (laughs) In theory. (laughs) (laughs) Um, we talked a little bit about it before the break but success comes it's kind of a a a weighted topic because it comes with a lot of different things it comes with potential moving out of a city that you live in uh, new relationships that are going to come into your life new pressures um, new uh, uh, you know you might have to leave some people behind Um, you know it also could limit your ability to to do different things in your life. Let's say you wanted to have a family and such and you became super successful in your business. How do you step back from that? So there's, you know, I think it really comes down to defining what success means to you. And it's not necessarily just lots of money. It's true. You know, so often the first thing people focus in on is is wealth, right? I, I, I want to have millions or I want to be a millionaire. And and then they get there and they realize that the other parts of their life are out of balance. I mean, if, if money really did buy happiness, you know, there's a lot of super successful uh, actors out there and there's a lot of successful athletes that, that are making into the hundreds of millions of dollars and they're not happy, right? We, we hear it all the time. And that's exactly right. We hear it all the time. So people who aren't there yet, um, that's part of their experience of what success could potentially mean yeah absolutely they think that you know the money is the successful piece but you know i i've also met you know business owners who in fact a specific business owner hired me as a client said to me he says you know what he says i make a lot of money he says if you could just find me two weeks a year to have a vacation with my family that would be huge for me right so he had gotten to a point where the business was owning him instead of the other way around and so we worked together and not only did he take two weeks holidays that year he took four weeks vacation not all at once but he took four weeks off and to him that was like magic right he money couldn't buy that time off right he just didn't know how to get there because he felt he always had to be there for his business that's right so for people who aren't 
their definition of success yet. They see these stories and um, that's part of what might help hold them back. So what I would always say when it comes to, um, first of all, figuring out if you have a fear of success is really considering what does success look like to you in the future? How, do you, how have you created that story in your mind of what that future could look like? And what about that is making you uncomfortable right now? Is, is it, are you feeling something in your stomach when you think about that potential future? And then I would really challenge you is write a statement of what success truly means to you. And what that looks like, the people that are around you, what your day-to-day looks like, right? If you want to work eight-hour days or 12-hour days or four-hour days, or you want to have, you know, four weeks of vacation in a year, or you want to be able to work from home in the morning so that you can spend time with your kids, whatever that looks like, defining what that, that success package looks like for you is going to make success look a lot less scary, it will. You know, the other thing is, uh, you know, and, and I have seen this, is sometimes people aren't aware they have a fear, right? So, you know, this, on the outside, they're saying, I want to be successful, whatever that looks like for them, might, might, you know, well beyond financial. I think we've kind of been clear on that. You know, it's not only financial, it's about time with family. It's about, you know, things you love to do. It might be travel. I mean, we could make a whole list. In fact, often I get my clients to create a list of of what success looks like for them, right? But I've also found that sometimes that that limiting belief is subconscious. So they picked it up somewhere along the line growing up, and it might not even be their own fear, right? It might have been something they picked up from a parent, right? Who who maybe my dad became a total jerk when he became successful, right? My dad got wealthy, and then he didn't spend time with me, and he was always out at events, and he and you know he wasn't nice to me because he you know he's. Yeah. He became arrogant, right? And maybe that's the picture, mental picture I have somewhere deep buried inside me. And all of a sudden, I have this fear of success I'm not even aware of, right? Because I figure rich people well, again, are not nice. That's what you've defined success to be. Right. Right? Whether or not you've articulated that or not, that's what it means to you. And therefore, you don't want it. So anything that helps take any step that gets you closer to that, you don't want to take. Right. And the question I usually ask, ask a client to think about is, so, you know, when I talk to you and I say, you know, what do you think of, of rich people, you know, what are the words that pop into your head, right? And it's amazing sometimes the words that come out, they're not even aware of the negative words that they're thinking in their head around rich people, right? So yeah. here, here's a, a person working hard, possibly in their business or their successful leader in a corporation, and they're, they're, you know, they're wanting more success and they're wanting to continue to move forward, yet they're talking to themselves negatively when I say rich people. So when, when once that's been identified, so you yes. go through that exercise and I would encourage everyone who's listening, wherever you are, to ask yourself that question. Give, give yourself three or four characteristics of what a rich person means to you. And the first four things that come to your mind, and if they're negative, try and start reframing that and saying, you know, they have more opportunities to be philanthropic to give back, to to really help those and lift those up around them. Uh, because they have the means, they're great mentors. They've had a lot of life experience. They've, um, they, they, they grew from somewhere to something. And so there's a lot that you can learn from them. Um, you know, it's about priorities and not money, right? So yeah. just because you have a lot of money doesn't mean that your priorities need to be out of whack. Right. But it's about making sure your priorities are in the right um, place 
as you're growing so that you don't get to that, you know, making $5 million a year and looking back and going, how did I get into this place? Yeah, just because you have a lot of money doesn't mean you have a lot of life. That's right. Right. You know, it's it's interesting you say that because I do work with successful business leaders um, quite a bit. And, you know, the, the words that come to mind for me with successful or wealthy business leaders is exactly what you were talking about. I've seen them become great mentors. I've seen them be caring and kind, right? You know, because when they see somebody who needs help, they're, they're often the first ones to step up or see if they can assist in any way. Like I have a positive framework around success, right? But hopefully our listeners do as well. But if you don't and you're listening, you know, now's the time to start thinking about what do you define successful people as because you can't be successful if you see them negatively and you know in your upbringing what what did what was the environment like what were people saying about successful people around you mm-hmm. right if your parents were hard-working folks that's great but if you know financially let's say they weren't successful maybe they didn't have a good opinion of, of wealthy people right and so we've got that programming we're bringing forward yeah it's it's, it's just fascinating to me all the different fears that can hold people back so let's talk about I, I really do believe fear of success and fear of failure are, are really two sides of the same coin so can we talk a little bit about fear of failure absolutely so you know I think a lot of people understand when they're scared to fail right because it shows up for one thing it can show up as paralyzed people don't want to move forward because they might fail at something. You know, I, I've seen it in in sales. I've seen it in all kinds of different arenas where people don't want to move forward because they might fail. But here's the thing: by not moving forward, they've guaranteed their failure. Absolutely. And actually, um, I don't know if you saw Jim Carrey gave a commencement speech a couple of years ago um, at one of those big universities down in the states, and um, he told a story about how his dad worked at this job for his entire life that he hated, and about. I don't know, five, ten years before he was ready to retire, uh, he got fired. And uh, this was devastating to him. And what Jim Carrey saw when he when when he observed this was like, well, if you can fail at something you hate, you may as well fail at something that you like. Brilliant, of course. Right? And actually, I have his actual quote here. Is, you can fail at what you don't want, so you might as well take a chance on doing what you love. I like that. That's such a true quote. Now, let's talk a little bit about you, because I, I know in your background, you know, you, you you were on a cruise ship. Tell us about that. I mean, you know, you overcame some obstacles. I mean, a lot of people would have probably failed in your in your shoes. They would have not gotten that opportunity to work uh, with Princess Cruise Lines. So <laughs> tell us about that. Uh, so this was a very interesting story. And I look back kind of in disbelief, because I think that um, my lack of fear in the moment had a lot to do with naivety. <laughs> I, was just, I wasn't even aware of what possibly might be out there and I didn't want to think about it and therefore it didn't scare me. Um, but in hindsight, I go, wow, all of the experiences um, and the ways that I was challenged and stretched as an individual, um, if I had known that before, it would have been a little bit more terrifying. A little more scary. A little bit more scary. Um, but uh, I had decided when I was in, in university that I wanted to travel um, and I didn't want to pay for it. And so I was a little bit strategic. <laughs> and so I thought, okay, well, what could I do? Um, work on a cruise ship. And I um, uh, tried to figure out what I could do on the cruise ship. And working in the casino just seemed like the most logical thing. So I got a job on land working in a casino um, on weekends and such so that I could get the experience I needed. And then once I graduated, I started talking to the head office in Miami 
about wanting to get an interview. Right. And uh, being in Canadian-based, they only come to Canada so often, and it depends on how many people they have to interview. And so they kept pushing it back. We're coming in June. Now, now it's not till July. Now it's August. And they kept pushing it back. And I was like, nope, I'm going to be working on that ship because uh, a lot of my friends and I, we had all taken the summer off because we'd all graduated with our degrees. Right. And uh, we were taking the summer off. But in September, everybody was getting a job or going back to school or doing something. And I was not going to be the one on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> that was not an option. Um, so an opportunity came up uh, where... Uh, I decided to just fly down to Miami and show up at the head office and say, here I am, let's do this interview and let's get me on a ship. And uh, in hindsight, I can't believe my, A, my parents supported that because it was a little out there. A so they knew crazy. you were going. They knew I was going. <laughs> uh, Mom paid for the flight, so they were very supportive. And uh, that's exactly what happened is I flew down and the person who did the interview um, it happened to be the only day in about three months that she was in the office. That's amazing. Because that was her job was to travel the world, literally, and recruit crew members and staff members. And so that's how I ended up working on the ship. So failure was never something that even occurred to me, um, nor was it the fear of success. But I don't think it was because I was trying to become successful in a cruise ship career. To me, the goal was to travel, and that's what I really wanted to focus on, and that's what I wanted to do, and so um, I went off, went after it. Good for you, and, and of course, you ended up working on there for how long? And three years. Three years. Um, and I did. What I didn't realize was that one of the primary roles of my job was to be a public speaker. So whether it was on stage in front of thousands of passengers all at once, or on the microphone making announcements um, in the casino environment. Yeah. And this terrified me. I was like, when we talk about some of the greatest fears, uh, public speaking <laughs> was way up well, there Well, the, the stats actually show public speaking is higher than the fear of death. Yes. Well, and I, I can relate to that. And now I've obviously overcome that, but it wasn't an overnight thing. And it was part of the environment that I was in and the situation that I was in that I wasn't given a choice. Uh, so I remember the first few announcements that I had to make. I would have my microphone and I would hide in behind the bar in like the elevator shaft and I would do these very meek, like, good morning, princess. Welcome to the casino. Um, if you need anything, I'm around. <laughs> you know, or something very, very uh, unengaging for sure. And, and meek. And meek and... Um, not not what you would want to hear to get people excited about being in the casino, for sure. Right. Um, but it was doing that and doing it over and over and over again, you know, every hour, every couple hours, that I eventually gained that confidence on the microphone and was able to start walking around and making those announcements and then being on the television and then being on the big stage. Uh, but again, it was baby steps that helped me overcome that fear. Good for you. That, I mean, that's an awesome story. I love that story. I've heard it a couple of times already. And, um, you know, because the, there's a lot of people in your shoes. And, and like you said, being naive sometimes helps a little bit because we don't know what we need to fear. Right. And, you know, thank God we don't, because if we did know what we needed to fear, we might not do anything. Right. Well, And I wonder if in my interview, if she had said, you know, a big part of your job is being the public face to the casino. And that requires public speaking. If I would have 
packed my bags and flown home. I like I, because I wasn't aware of it. I don't know how I would have reacted. <laughs> I, I like to think that I would still have gone through with it, but <laughs> at the time, I'm not sure. I guess we'll never know. So um, let's move to fear of rejection. You know, because this is the one when I work with sales teams, you know, if you can't overcome the fear of rejection and you're in sales, by the way, if you own a business, if you're in business, if you're in leadership in business, you've got to overcome the fear of rejection because people are going to say no to you, right? And, and you know, the Brian Tracy, uh, the motivational speaker Brian Tracy puts it best. He says, you have to get to a point where you have ice water in your veins. That's not that you're cold and callous with, you know, your potential clients. It just, you just don't allow that stuff to impact you personally, right? And so by having ice water in your veins, you get a no and you go, okay, I'm one, clo- one step closer to a yes, right? So rejection is just such a powerful fear for people that they're going to get rejected. I'd actually really love to hear from some of our audience about rejection. I think we're going to break here in a minute, Oliver, but uh, maybe you can share the phone number with them and have people call in and maybe we can help somebody work through some of their fears. Yeah, the number again, 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. And if you've got a fear you've been dealing with or you overcame a fear, give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. You know, rejection is one of those ones where... You know, we're so scared of what people think of us that we don't take any steps forward, right? Because we don't want to look bad. We don't want to be perceived as that person who doesn't know what they're doing or know what they're talking about. Or the other one is, I don't know enough about this product line to be able to sell it, right? What if I can't answer the question, right? And, And so in the sales arena, this is huge, right? And I've seen business owners who are struggling because they're scared to death somebody's gonna say no to them about their product offering and yet they set up their own failure. Absolutely, it happens every day, all the time, in every industry. So we're gonna go to break and when we come back, we're gonna talk about you know another big fear which is the fear of the unknown. It's kind of scary, we don't know what's coming. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Propelling your business to new heights is easier than you think. Sonic Breakthrough Coaching can help provide the right tools you need to get there. Sonic Breakthrough Coaching works with business owners to improve both team and financial performance and with a proven track record of successfully helping owners and leaders turn around negative performance and morale and soar sales and profit performance to new levels. The time is now. Sonic Breakthrough Coaching, helping good businesses break through to great. Visit soniccoaching.com. At Sonic Breakthrough Coaching, we work with business owners and leaders to get the results they need. You can focus on the horizon, break barriers, and navigate change. Stop flying around in circles and get ready to break through to new levels of success. Sonic Coaching has a proven track record of helping entrepreneurs and leaders improve financial performance and success. It's time to turn around negative performance and morale. Instead, let sales soar and take profit performance to new levels. Sonic Breakthrough Coaching can provide the right tools and systems to get you where you want to go. We function as the CEO and executive team's co-pilot. Visit soniccoaching.com 
Rise to amazing heights with your team. Join successful business owners and leaders who have let Sonic Breakthrough Coaching pilot them to success. Visit SonicCoaching.com today. Sonic Coaching, helping good businesses break through to great. We're on the web at SonicCoaching.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're tuned in to Ask the Coach with Oliver Baisner. To reach the show today, call us at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Now, back to Ask the Coach. Welcome back, everyone. We're talking about fear. I've got Catherine Plaza in the... uh, in the, sh- in the room with me today, we're talking about the four fears, fear of success, fear of failure. We just started to talk a little bit about fear of rejection before break, and then fear of the unknown, which we're going to talk about in a minute here. So, you know, anything you want to add around fear of rejection, Catherine? Like, what, what do people really need to know about fear of rejection? Well, I um, so, you know, this is a real fear around what people think about you. Do people like me? Um, and the interesting thing is, is that humanity will always lean towards the positive. So these stories that you're telling yourself in your head about, you know, this is why they might not like me or why they might be judging me or why they uh, may be rejecting me, uh, often isn't in that other person's head across the table from you or if you're on the stage in the audience. And it's, you know, really, you know, try and think of, can you think of any times in your life when you were rejected to the point that it truly changed who you became and you know can you think of one or two or any at all where that rejection became so surmountable that it actually changed the course of action that you were taking or was it the fear of being rejected that stopped you from taking that action and actually changed who you could potentially become right or or did the rejection propel you forward right I've had people tell me I couldn't do it and I just you know I you're telling me I can't do this right Sorry, but I that's just going to motivate me to actually prove you wrong. Absolutely. And it's it's also about building up confidence. And I'm not talking arrogance because that's a no, very different that's thing. that's different. Right? But confidence with humility and what I define that to be is remembering where you came from, remembering that fear in your gut. Right. When you're still when you're when you're now conquering that fear in your actions. And then not judging others who have a similar fear. Well, no, and you wouldn't because You've been there, so you can relate, you understand. And so that goes both ways. And it gives you empathy for them, Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. When I was doing public speaking on the cruise ships, I used to he- remember hearing from people that they um, they would be, oh, I'd be so scared to do what you're doing, so good for you. So it wasn't about my performance and how great or how poor I was. The very fact that I was doing it, people were impressed. Right. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's about confidence, and confidence isn't really, will they like me? But it's, I'll be fine if they don't. Right. Right? Uh, or walking into a room and not thinking you're better than everyone else, but not caring what they think in the first place. Right. Yeah, because you're going to be fine no matter what. Absolutely, you will be. Of course you are. Yeah. So let's move to fear of the unknown. You know, that's, it's kind of scary. I don't know what's coming. Uh, you know, I don't want to take a step because, you know, Again, what's that going to lead me to? What you know, and, and and all the other fears can come in as well that we've talked about, which is what if I get it wrong, and what are people going to think of me? But that fear, of the unknown, like I don't know what's going to happen if I take a step. 
Well, one of those things is directly linked to something I think all of humanity struggles with at some point, and that's the need to be in control. That if you're in control, you know what's coming, you know what the next step is, you know all of the external influences. The f Letting go of that control is when you're truly starting to take that leap of faith. And right. you don't know what's going to happen. But I, in my experience, every time I've taken a leap of faith, that is when I've created an opportunity and left it open for miracles to take place. Miracles can't take place or, or really beautiful blessings can't be manufactured by yourself. Those things have to come from a space of the unknown. Well, allowing the magic to happen. You have to allow the magic to happen. Right. And, you know, it, it's it's funny because uh, I'm going to pick a little bit on our accountants today out there. <laughs> and so, um, you know, I, I've done a lot of work in the accounting arena and I share office space with an accounting firm. And uh, one day I wrote on the whiteboard because there's a lot of accountants that I share space with. And I wrote on the whiteboard, I wrote, you know, 99% of accountants are control freaks. Right. And, and one of the uh, partners of the room said, no, that's wrong. It's 100 percent. Right. And so, you know, yes, we're picking on the accountants, but humans in general, want to be in control. We want to control what we can control. And the more we can control, the more we feel like we're kind of in power and we're going to be OK. And yet I found just the opposite to be true. If I just let go the magic, as uh, you, you I've used the word magic. Right. You use the word miracles. Right. But it's the same thing. It just comes and sometimes things show up where you never anticipated you were going to go down this path. Well, I, I have a really cute little story. Um, I went on a retreat uh, with my tech group. And so my tech group, they uh, so two people will plan a retreat and typically nobody knows what's going to happen and what the what the um, day or the weekend is going to entail, except for a few scheduled pieces like a speaker and different things like that. Right. And the theme for the weekend was expect the unexpected. And it was really interesting because I was extremely excited about this. Like I had zero interest in knowing about any of the pieces. I wasn't trying to, you know, figure it out. I wanted to be surprised. I wanted to be, un to, to encounter something unexpected and the joy that comes from that. Right. And it was funny because this was a spousal retreat and a lot of the, the spouses were very uncomfortable. They didn't know what clothes to bring. They didn't know what to expect. They didn't know, like the fact that they couldn't control what their weekend might look like prevented them from having as much fun as they could have and should have. It was and, a very interesting. And so you got thing. the unexpected. I got the unexpected, and I had the time of my life. <laughs> and it was wonderful. We had so much fun, but it took that much longer for us to get into the fun of it because a good majority of the group was so hesitant to enjoy the experience because they weren't sure where we were going and what we were doing. Well, and as you know, we got a phone call yesterday here at Sauna Coaching where we, you know, we weren't expecting something and the unexpected showed up and we were ec ecstatic. Like we were high-fiving each other yesterday, right? And so you've got to allow for that magic. And so if you're going to try and control everything, you know, how can how can life help you move forward? How can you get those unexpected phone calls or that unexpected support or that mentor to show up? If, if you're not allowing because you're trying to control every variable. Now, that's not to say you shouldn't have a plan and you shouldn't know where you're going, but allow for adjustment to the plan Absolutely. By, by unexpected things or past showing up, right? That's how I ended up on the radio, right? I got interviewed on um, one of the shows for Voice America and I realized, hey, this was kind of fun. I think, you know, I need to go pursue this. Had I been trying to control my environment, I had other things on the go that morning, right? And so, 
And now let's give our, our listeners uh, the ability maybe to uh, to overcome some fears that they might be dealing with. Now, if you're listening, if you want to give us a call, we'll, we'll walk you through it or talk you through it. one 472 is our call-in number. Um, but in the meantime, you know, I know there's some things that uh, I want to share that you want to share around how we can overcome fears. One of my favorite um works is by a lady named Byron Katie that the work is called the work right and Byron um, her background is she was bedridden with depression and fear and uh, you know couldn't even really get out of bed anymore right? she was truly she paralyzed. Was paralyzed absolutely and so she came up with four fantastic questions so if you're listening you need to write these down um, you know the first question is you know, it's always starts with a thought, right? It is, it's always a thought that paralyzes us. And is it true? That's the question, right? Is the thought true? Second question, how can you absolutely know that that thought is true, right? So take yourself through that process. How can you absolutely for sure with 100% certainty know that that thought is true? And then question number three is, how do you react when you believe the thought? Where do you feel that in your body? You mentioned in your gut sometimes, right? In your stomach, right? The butterflies. The, the butterflies, yeah. right? So where do you feel it? Might be in your chest, might be in your throat. I felt it in my throat when I've had fear, right? And I couldn't almost speak because, you know, it was, it was sort of holding my voice back. And so how do you feel when you believe that thought? And then who would you be without the thought? What if you could let that thought go? Who would you really be? And if you can let the thought go, the fear goes with it. And so those are great questions. Um, make sure that, you know, next time you're stuck in one of those spots, you know, that's one of the tools that I love to use with my clients is take them through the four questions, especially if I know they're in a fear that's paralyzing them. Now, what about yourself? What do you use as a strategy? What, what have you done um, uh, with clients or, or when you've had some fear that came up for you? Well, identifying that self-talk. Right. So you, you're identifying it by, OK, what is that self-talk and is it true? Um, and, and I take it a, a, one step further and actually let's let's reframe that self-talk, that thought. So um, if I'm going to be public speaking and I go, oh, they're going to, you know, people are going to reject me. They're not going to like me. They're going to be bored. Um, I'm not entertaining enough. I'm, some of those things that you might say to yourself that that make it seem like you shouldn't be doing what you're about to do, I then switch those around and make them all positive thoughts and say, I am entertaining. I am fun. I am funny. I am engaging. I have great stage presence. I, and I, so I, I, I say those things in my, in, in my mind that are contradicting the other, the, the negative putting down self-talk that I have. I want to add to that because that's a great strategy. And so, you know, because I've heard salespeople say, I suck at sales, right? And so f turning that around is I'm a fantastic salesperson. But here's the other thing people don't realize is you can only hold one thought in your mind at a time, right? And I learned this strategy years ago. I, I was speaking to a lady who's a, who, a former Olympic a champion, gold medal winning athlete, right? And she said to me, she said, even to this day, 20 years later, I am terrified to get up in public speak. Right. And, she, and I said, well, how do you overcome that? And she knew the strategy about only being able to hold one thought. And she said, you know, I learned this strategy years ago from Brian Tracy. She said, I just say to myself, I like myself in my head. I'm constantly saying I like myself. I like myself. I like myself. The whole time I'm walking up on stage, I have no time 
for a negative or fearful thought to get into my brain, right? I've taught this strategy to salespeople. Just keep saying, I like myself. Take it a step higher if you're comfortable. I love myself, right? And and if you're saying that to yourself the whole time you're walking into that fearful whatever that arena is or space is, whether it's a sales call, whether it's a public speaking event, whether it's networking, all of a sudden you're going in there with much more confidence and positivity because that's all your brain has heard for the last minute as you're doing that. And so a fantastic strategy that I've used in the past for myself as well. And by the way, if you're listening, this is a great strategy in the morning. If you start in the morning and you're feeling kind of down and you don't really want to get to work, it's like, I love myself, I love myself, I like myself, say it in the mirror, right? And really start believing it. And at first you're gonna feel like a phony, maybe, right? You're gonna go, no, I don't know if I feel that way. Doesn't matter, you do it anyway and eventually your subconscious hears you and says, well, you know, Catherine, she really loves herself. I guess I better, you know, act on that thought, <laughs> right? On that feeling. Thoughts, have you ever used something like that? Oh yeah. You, if, if you only knew what I said to myself in the morning in the mirror, <laughs> you would think that I was a narcissistic, I don't know what. But it's not about being narcissistic. It's about really filling yourself up. Like if I was talking to somebody who wasn't me, I would be telling them, um, you know, you're great. You look great. You look put together. You're going to have great presence. You know, that guy needs what you have. Go out there and get it. And so, you know, I tell, I kind of give myself that pep talk. Right in the mirror. Well, and, and again, you know, every business owner, every leader that's out there is in some form of sales. You know, I often say you've been selling since you were an infant because when you needed your diaper changed, you sold it, right? You cried loud enough till your parents heard you to change the diaper, right? And so, you know, with, with business owners and business people, I, I just keep saying to them, like, how dare you don't go out there and offer your product or service? How dare you don't go make that call? Because you're depriving someone of the great service or product that you have to offer. And, you know, what if they really need what you have to offer it and you didn't have the courage to even go ask for it, right? Because of the, you know, possibly the rejection or the unknown. And so um, one final strategy I do want to share with our, our listeners that I've used for me personally is I call it STOP. And this was taught to me by a former Buddhist monk. And STOP is an acronym that he used to use, which stands for this. So the S in STOP is STOP. In other words, STOP, right? You've got a fearful thing going on inside you. It's usually a thought or a feeling, right? STOP. Take a breath. Because I've noticed when people get scared, they stop breathing, right? So you take a deep breath, right? Take three or four if you need to in that moment, right? That taking of a deep breath gets you back in the present moment because the fear is really a fear of the future in that point. at that point. You're scared of what's going to happen in the future. Am I going to get rejected? I don't know what's going to come, right? And so you take a breath. Then the O is observe. So observe after taking the deep breaths how you feel. You're now in the present moment. You're probably much calmer, right? And then proceed. Right. As opposed to not breathing, you know, being terrified and, and proceeding. Right. So stop. Take a breath. Observe and proceed. Awesome. And the other thing that I always ask is I ask myself, is this a fear based decision? And if I, the answer is yes, I do the opposite. <laughs> Perfect. So you're, you're traveling the road less traveled. There's a why, why uh, in, the, in that road and there's a harder path and you might take that one. Is that what you say to us? Every time. Excellent. So um, just uh, as we wrap up here, Catherine, thank you so much um, for uh, for being here today. And I uh, also want to let our listeners know that I'm, I'm delighted to have Margaret McClay on our show next week. Uh, Margaret is um, from New York, and she is going to be talking about assessments, how you can use different behavioral and personality assessments in your business for hiring, for 
team building, for changing culture. I mean, we use assessments at Sonic Coaching all the time, and uh, she's an expert around them. And so we're going to have a great talk on about how you can use assessments to completely transform your culture and your organization. Catherine, it's been a pleasure, and uh, I look forward to having you on the show again. Wonderful. Thank you, Oliver. Thank you for listening. Ask the Coach with Oliver Basner can be heard live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Until we talk again, have a sky-high week.